This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. I think every epiphany since, what, 1988, maybe, when James Taylor released Home by Another Way. Do y'all remember that song? Anybody know that song? I can't think of epiphany without singing that song. It's, it's become the theme song for the Feast of the Epiphany. And I don't want to leave you out of that, so you're going to have to listen. But the third reason it's great is because he summarizes the whole story in one verse. And it works just great. He's saying, those magic men, the magi, some people called them wise, oriental, or even kings. Well, anyway, those guys, they visited with Jesus and sure enjoyed their stay. Then warned in a dream of King Herod's scheme, they went home by another way. See, it's the whole thing right there, one verse. It's, great. it's a longer song, and it's great fun. But that's the theme song for the whole season, for the whole feast today for me. So it's what we know. It's this beautiful scene that we have mashed together. You know that a nativity is a mashup of the whole thing, right? I mean, it's, it's the whole story all brought together as if Mary and Joseph threw a little dinner party and, <laughs> and invited shepherds from the field and wise men from the east and camels, and they all just gathered together and had a little potluck. That's what, that's what they look like. But you all know that's not actually how the whole thing played out. And you know that, that most of what we know about the wise men the wise ones, is legend. And we've, we've inherited it. It's expansive and it's lovely. And mo- many of you, as a matter of fact, think, oh, man, to set it all up for us. I'm going to take it home myself so you can chalk your door, right? You put your 20, your plus C, plus B, plus M, plus 23 to commit your house and your life to the Lord for the year. That's the names of the wise men, which are entirely legend, right? <laughs> We don't even know how many. I mean, we have three because it was three gifts, so we assume. They all brought a gift. Unless there was that awkward one who didn't bring anything, you know. So maybe there were four. So we got the story and of this, that sort of to this day ties that whole story together. And I I personally love that. I love the romance of Christmas. And I work very hard to keep it that way. From Christmas Eve to here to build settings and music and candles just right and story sermons where everything feels like that beautiful romantic thing. I think for a moment, it's lovely to do it that way. So there's a thing that I think we need to take home with us. There's one question, that I, there's several questions, but the, one, the first one I want us to land on is that these wise people came from afar. The main point of that is that they're not... Hebrew people, that this tribal religion with the God of Israel, this, this covenant that God had with the Hebrew people, as had been predicted by prophets that they will become a light to enlighten the nations, as we heard read today from Isaiah, this thing is now breaking out of tribe and going out into all the world. This incarnation of God in the person of Jesus Christ is for Everyone. That's the whole point of these strangers, these astrologers, maybe Zoroastrians who came to see Jesus. It included them. It is for everyone. 
all. So my first question for us tonight is, how big is your all? Where are the boundaries of your all? When you think about the gospel and the love of Jesus that is for everyone, where's the edge of that for you? Is it everyone but fill in the blank? And is y'all, is your all, there's a meme now, right? All y'all, y'all means all, right? Y'all means all. Is your all include all y'all? Just a thing to ponder. Think about it in your own life, your own personal relationship, your work relationship, your, and just your opinions about things in the world. So, that, so that's the first thing I want us to ponder for a minute. The second thing I want us to think about is, is wait a minute, it went away. I should have written this down. <laughs> no, it'll come back. The second thing I want us to think about is that keeping, the, despite the romantic peace that we have about this, this actual event, whatever it was, happened in the real world. It happened in the middle of the chaos of the politics in the Middle East in the first century. It happened in the middle of the Roman Empire oppressing the Hebrew people. The Hebrew people keeping their beliefs a secret because they did not want to be killed for them. And so these, these wise people from the east come looking for the king and it causes huge political turmoil. So much so that the king says, yeah, you go find him for me. I'll come worship him. We all know that was how he had no intention whatsoever of worshiping him. James Taylor says in the same song, um, no king who would slaughter the innocent will cut a deal for you. So they knew this. This was dangerous for them. And so it was right there in the middle of their real life. And so that begins to sort of fracture and break apart this romantic image that we enjoy about Christmas and that I love. And the crush sort of has to break apart and come apart and allow it to be its own components the love of Christ became incarnate in the middle of real life events, of the real politics of the world. So that's the second invitation I have for us tonight, is to think about where are the places in your life where you are, do not want the love of Christ to be, or the things in the world that you do not want to be part of the love of Christ. Is there some boundary between the real world you live in and the faith that you bear in your own heart? And then where are those edges for you? What needs a little attention? What needs a little more effort? What needs, what needs to be opened up to allow the love of Christ into the politics of your life? Small p, all of it. The politics of your own heart, the politics of your relationship, politics of your workplace, the politics of our city, our state, our nation. The love of Christ incarnate in a world that right this minute in the United States, we can't even pick someone to speak for us. Right? That's where the love of Christ lives. 
And the final thing, which of course is the standard sermon for Epiphany though, is to recognize that after the wise men came, they went home by another way. That there's something about encountering the living Christ that does not allow us to go back the same way we came. They went home by another way because it was dangerous. They had been warned that if they go back, something's going to go south. And they didn't want to betray Jesus, so they went home another way. They did it for safety's sake. But there is something about encountering the love of God. When love, as we said a few weeks ago, when love comes crashing into the world, and when love comes crashing into your world, it changes us. And we just can't go back to the way it was before. We can't go back the same way. And so that's the third invitation tonight. Is that where are those spots for you? Where are those places where the love of Christ has changed it enough that you have to change? You have to pick another route, another way to live your life to go home by another way. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.